and await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. And by the way, it's episode 332. This week, we're finally talking about it. It seems like the finale put an asterisk on it, on this whole Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, Fiasco, full of palooza that we have here. It's finally the end. The FTC lost the case. We're going to talk about what this means for Microsoft, what this means for PlayStation going into the future. We're going to be talking about the future of Gorilla and the Horizon series because they got a lot of entries coming forward. And of course, we're going to be talking about that Last of Us HBO series receiving 24 Emmy nods, the Black Panther game finally gets confirmed larian studios you get to make love to a bear in Baldur's gate three uh you know the revenant took a turn of course last but not least we're going to be talking about hell divers 2 gameplay that we saw so with all that said and with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson is not here um what we decided to do this july um is each of us take a week off and kind of just re you know recharge the creator batteries uh, so i told kyle hey listen man take a week off you know celebrate and he's like no joe i really want to i really want to be a part of this this week's episode like you know i, I don't want to miss out I, i'd feel guilty and then i told him we're going to talk about the ftc and he's like you know what i'm going to take a week off <laughs> You go have fun with that. And uh, and so Kyle will be back next week. I will be gone next week. Kyle is going to have a mystery guest. I don't know who it is yet, but uh, I can't wait to see who it is. And that said, Kyle's energy, Kyle's charisma, it can't be matched by a single entity. It can't be matched by a single person. So I brought two folks in here to talk to me about all things PlayStation and games I want a first intro, Baron from Level One. How are you, sir? You know what? I am not muted, correct? I hope uh, so. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm living the dream. Uh, it's a lot of games to play. It is almost too many games to play. You know, yeah. I never thought I would hit that point in my life. Um, but yes, it's games. <laughs> Dude, games, I can't games, stop. Games, games, games. Yeah. It, it, and then they announced more games. Like, I, I've almost wanted them to kind of just be like, can you delay that? Like, can you can, – what do you mean another game's coming out in October? Like, it just <laughs> – this is crazy. Yeah. And I'm just uh, – I'm just finally glad I got my PS5. There you so go. So I can enjoy uh, Final, Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah. Um, I love yeah, it, it. You know, and then – the collection and arc the lad twilight spirits was in there so there I, I have that installed so you know i'm living the dream yeah i love it i love to hear it how about you mr jam-packed sam how are you sir oh frozen screenshot uh-oh frozen it. in time that is a good one. Oh, is this God. our show now baron oh no we're oh he's oh, back oh. he's back hi hello Oh, I totally screenshotted you. Don't worry. I'll send uh, I always <laughs> freeze up. I always do. Sam, how about you, man? How are you feeling? 
What's up, man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. fresh. Uh, like, you know, we've been talking. We got a ton of games. I personally, over the past month, have developed a hobby of watching showcases in my free time. Um, yeah. Every showcase in between, small, big. We had a limited run games one today. We had the IGN ID at Xbox thing. Real talk, Gex came back. The episode, last week's episode, I talked about Gex coming back and how he needs to come back. He's finally here. Gex I'm is back. S- vindication i i, I love it that's true. continue that's true. i'm sorry sam yeah no you're good i mean that's that's what the season's all about we get pumped about games we got a ton of announcements you know as hard as it, as it is to balance stuff and and find time to play all these games we're swimming in a sea of awesome content so there's uh something out there for everybody so i'm yeah. excited i feel like guys i don't know if it's just me but social media has gotten angrier and angrier and mm. it's funny especially in the game space and i'm like why are y'all so upset because we're playing some of the best games ever and just in a sea of great content like there's so much to be played why are we like arguing with each other i don't understand it to triple a like you have remnant two around the corner which is dark souls with guns which some would say is a double a almost triple a uh you have everybody in love with dave the diver yeah. You have um like it you got Baldur's Gate early access, like if you wanted to I don't know how far you can get to the you know. Uh but <laughs> you know we'll talk it, about it, it. Yeah, but it just it's there is and that wasn't even close to a I didn't I didn't name any triple A console game, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <what> I just, <laughs> it's and, crazy. And we got Diablo. You know, we got yep. Final Fantasy 16. Starfield, Starfield's in a few weeks. Lies of Peace, Spider-Man. Like, it's... <gasps> it's Star Spider-Man. Wars Jedi Survivor. Like, the it, the list keeps going, man. It I just keep continues. forgetting that game came out this Yeah, year. yeah. And, and Dead Space Remake is in there. I know it's not like a Bro. new game, but it's a new game, you know. Oh, so like, much. God. Yeah. So much. Or Resident Evil 4, the remake. Like, right? bro, yeah, that was right? this year. And we forget. Gentlemen, we are in July. We are in July right now. Oh, my God. We haven't even hit holiday season releases. Not even. And speaking of Jedi Survivor, um, by the time this episode goes live, over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy, where you get to support the show. And don't worry, we'll we'll pimp that out in just a little bit. Um, We actually have a awesome community run uh road to greatness where kyle and i are joined by jedi master ren and katie to talk about all our thoughts and feelings on jedi survivor um the audio got a little wacky on our end so we're just trying to re you know reconfigure it to make it sound the best it could possibly be so if you hear a little bit of echo uh in that episode that's our bad but uh, it's a really stellar episode. It's going to be free for everyone this month to check out. And if you're not a patron, this is the best time to become a patron. So let's just get right into it before we start squaring up the news. That is our Patreon pitch. The reason why we look so great, sound so good. The reason why we're able to stream this each and every Wednesday night over at 
uh, youtube.com at PS trophy room is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS trophy room. I want to thank our premium members, Todd Burowitz and toxic. I want to thank our platinum members, Jay Shea, Jedi master and cowboy danger D Jonas young, the green girl, a gamer chaotic monkey, the millennial Falcon gaming, Ryuko kill 90, Steven flesh, Strubles and bits, Bertos Maximus, Chris hybrid seven, four, eight, Matt Valdez, Chris the Wizard. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, KD, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, The Ageless Hermit, Androsasaur, Astronaut Jr., Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Blanty Bob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, ET, Tino Six Speed, and Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bam, and Matthew King, Duh Overlord. Thank you all so much for your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy. We could not do it without y'all. That, that was said, impressive, by the way. Was, like watching was, watching from yeah. afar. That was a <laughs> yeah. that was like Eminem of podcasting for a minute there. You're just you. like you. it was like rap god right there. Is what yeah, you're yeah, you, you did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, gang. So listen, Kyle's not here to square up the news. Or actually, square up the news. So we have three main topics to talk about. We're gonna spread them out from me to each one of the co-hosts. So I'm gonna go first. All right. So I'm sorry. I have ADHD. I've only had four hours of sleep, and I'm not as good as words as Kyle is. <laughs> Point proven. But let's talk about the first major topic of the night, the thing everybody is hooting and hollering about, and that is the FTC case over Activision Blizzard. So let's square it up. Microsoft wins FTC case over Activision Blizzard. This comes from Michael Leary over by PlayStation Lifestyle. They write, after a long testimony full of various emails, poorly redacted documents, and bickering all over exclusivity, a California judge has allowed Microsoft to close the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Microsoft has more work to do, though. As reported by The Verge, Judge Jack, uh, Jacqueline Scott Corley, Jacqueline, let's let's get those words down. You know, we got Judge Corley. I think you know, that's that's a lot. <laughs> So many letters. All right. Ruled in favor of Microsoft over the uh, FTC. Her statement lays out the ruling, citing the deals Microsoft has made to keep Call of Duty on other platforms. She goes to quote, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard has been described as the largest in tech history. It deserves scrutiny, and that scrutiny has paid off. Microsoft has committed in writing, in public, and in court to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years on parity with Xbox. It made an agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to the Switch, and it entered several agreements to the first time to bring Activision's content to several cloud gaming services. This court responsibility is in this case is narrow. It is to decide if, notwithstanding these current circumstances, the merger should be halted, perhaps even terminated, pending the resolution of the FTC administrative action. For the reasons explained, the court finds the FTC has not shown a likelihood that it will prevail on its claim this particular vertical merger in this specific industry substantially lessened competition. 
To the contrary, the record of evidence points to consumer access to Call of Duty to other Activision content. The motion for a primary bag word injunction, therefore denied. I was nailing it before preliminary. Hot dang. Following Corley's ruling, the FTC and Microsoft, has, as reported by The Verge, have agreed to halt their battle in order to negotiate and look at the CMA's concerns around cloud gaming. Smith even tweeted that Microsoft is looking into ways to alter the deal to appease the CMA. The CMA confirmed this to The Verge, noting that it is ready to consider the proposals for Microsoft to restructure the transaction in a way that would address the concerns set out in its final report. The CMA has to decide whether it goes forward, but it will likely be approved by the CAT denied the CMA the ability to delay Microsoft's appeal of the decision regarding Activision's acquisition. That was a whole lot of me reading to get straight to the point that is the FTC, as it stands, has lost their case against Microsoft to purchase Activision Blizzard King. We've talked about this for a year and a half. You guys Mm. know my thoughts about it all. And the reason why I brought Sam and Baron here is because they're not particularly PlayStation voices. And that's why I respect them so much. Because if I'm only here to echo the same things you hear every other PlayStation creator say, it gets really boring. And so for me, I want to have some honest, constructive conversations with people that may not fully agree with what I got to say. I think that's where conversations are probably the funnest. So I'm going to go to you, Sam. How are you feeling as an Xbox fan, someone who covers Xbox, link down to the description to Sam's work, uh, about this, you know, this deal going through? How's it got you feeling as an Xbox fan? I mean, as an Xbox fan and as somebody who subs to Game Pass, let me preface it by saying I don't own a PlayStation 5. So, like, I don't even have a horse in that race. I know. I know. I'm on the the trophy room. I know. What did you do, Joe? Why'd you bring this man here? Is what I know. But I've got got to preface. I've got to preface the rambling with that. But, um, but as a Game Pass fan and as a Game Pass subscriber for, I think, three years at this point, it's exciting to think about the prospect of bringing old games into Game Pass the same way they did with the Bethesda acquisition, where you got a ton of stuff coming in. Uh, you know, I think that one of the core documents said that wouldn't happen until 2025 for new Call of Duty games, but day one launches into Game Pass. Um, I think that's exciting. And the idea of a new Diablo or potentially Diablo 4 even coming uh, into Game Pass, the benefit that can bring to an already big player base. Um, You know, we see Game Pass really letting games thrive and already have a community on day one. So to see more people playing more games, I mean, that's what the thread of conversation has been from the Xbox camp from day one they want more people getting in there playing more of the games that are out there for them to enjoy uh and i think that's really neat so there are risks you know as with any big business uh making big deals sure and and there there are definitely concerns that warrant having these long drawn-out conversations for a year and a half but from what we see right now and the promises and deals that are being signed i'm excited i mean it seems like as an xbox fan you're happy that xbox fought for your dollar they they earned your dollar even more so. Yeah, is what I'm getting. Yeah, right? I mean, the long I feel like 
Yeah, I feel like Game Pass is already a great deal, you know, because I see Xbox where they're going right now. The console is just a means to an end. That's just how you get the content. Like they're delivering content on the subscription. And so the fact that they are obviously raising the price right now went up by a dollar or two, depending on what tier you've got. But if you are raising that price, give me something that warrants that additional cost, even though it is just a little menial couple of bucks. Um, You know, they are really coming out swinging with not only strong first party stuff coming, but with this acquisition that opens up a whole new world of possibilities. Okay. Okay. Baron, I want to know how you're feeling, man, as someone who's just got into the PlayStation ecosystem. And guess what? We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of games you're going to be playing. Ooh, I can't wait. Can't wait. We're like, good. What is it for PlayStation's version? Uh, PlayStation Extra. But that said, I want to know how you're feeling about this deal, Baron. As someone, as we talked about, kind of entering in before we went live, we've seen a lot of craziness out there. <laughs> it's True. crazier than usual out there. So, Baron, I, I want to know how you're feeling about uh, your initial thoughts. Um, for me, I was very excited for this because now it's just another annual game that I won't have to pay full price for. Fair. Um, as simple as that, like that, that's the super easy answer. But then I look at it as all the extras that are going to be a part of that. You know, you look at, um, you got to think with, with game pass alone and, and funny enough, even with the PlayStation collection, a lot of the annual games make their way into these services. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that's, and that's on both ends. And as somebody who just finally got into the collection and bought my year, cause it was like PlayStation play days. Yeah. So I bought the year for like 80 bucks. I was like, Oh, that's a steal. Like, yeah. l- let me, let me get it. Um, well, it, it's just so trippy to, you know, with one service, you have your FIFA's, your Madden's, um, your NBA's, your uh, fighters, your UFCs. Hopefully we get some boxing games in the future. Let's go. Um, you have um, your adv- action-adventure games. Um, like, you're going to get Starfield, NBA, it Madden. Yeah. Um, of course, the last FIFA is already in there. Yeah. Uh, you, you have all of these games, and then you're going to be able to mix in, once this finishes, your Call of Duties, your... I keep putting it out there because I believe it's going to happen. Your wow discount, it. your wow <laughs> discount subscription, or yes. your free, your wow subscription. I'll, put, really I'll be- put that out there too. I want that. People keep telling me I'm crazy, but I I'm a firm believer that they're going to wrap that in. I think the way bo- you phrased it, it, it yeah. the, the discount subscription, yeah. like you don't yeah. want to disrupt a model that's working. Like I tweeted yeah. it out: don't break the money machine. Like it's, yeah. it's been working for 20 years or whatever or more. Yeah, it can still happen with a discount. So I could see that happening. But continue, yeah. you're going to kill it. No, and, and that's and that's what I'm saying. So it's just more and more and more added value. Now, my my ears went up when the price went up because yeah. the price seemed to have gone up for something they were already promising us. You know, sure. but that's the deal was already done. And to now. They I don't think they formally came out and, and paraded that, but for people to, you know, say, oh, we got Starfield coming, we got this coming. I was like, well, all of that was kind of already yeah. promised when Zenimax was purchased. So don't boost the price now on things that you should have been delivered, especially when a lot of these games were had, you know, already supposed yeah. to come out. But long story short, this is just added value. And look at the way, look at what we've seen with Ubisoft partnering with uh, game pass look at what we saw with riot partnering with game pass yeah. you just i mean 
all the bonus stuff you get for Valorant, all the bonus stuff you, you get, get for League, like it's a Dude, bunch of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, a, what is it like a a twenty percent experience boost in Valorant, like yeah. on your like it's, it's some wild stuff. It's some wild stuff that people would like if they only played that game would pay a lot of money for it to have access yeah. to. And when you can get it for 16, 17, which in my opinion, especially with Netflix, I think we're going to get to $20 pretty yeah. soon. Um, when I say pretty soon, at least four or five years, it'll be 20 bucks. Cause Netflix yeah. is already doing it. Yeah. Um, and they kind of set the trend when it comes to subscription prices. Like, um, <laughs> I feel you. They, <laughs> they really do. Like yeah. they, I mean, they just proved to the world that, Hey, people are willing to pay 20 bucks to watch old TV shows like, yeah. The, like yeah. Um, but I I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm excited. It's just more value That's to all me. I so I, I like how you guys are trying to walk me off the cliff, right? Cause I'm about, <laughs> I'm looking down and I'm, it's seeming pretty tempting uh, because I see, I've, I've always seen this deal as again, PlayStation gamer, per, you know, perception here. So, you know, or my perspective here, um, is that I don't see this as a relatively good thing to cheer for. Like I never, I, I always, I just look at it simply as a mega conglomerate is buying up another mega conglomerate. Um, and now there's just less out there. And for me, I, you know, I always hear the argument of like, well, someone will make the call of duty killer. I'm like, well, when it's been 25 plus years, it ain't going away anytime soon. Uh, so like my, my initial thought is like, I don't like this at just the, the broad scope of how I view most corporations out there very negatively. So to me, it's like, it just seems like you're eliminating uh, a good chunk of the market uh, and, and, and kind of hoarding it for yourself. I always say on the trophy room, it feels like you're bu- buying my dollar rather than earning my dollar. At the same exact time, throughout this whole of you know course of events over the last year and a half, I look at this going, well, as much as I don't like it, it doesn't mean it, it shouldn't happen. I think Microsoft did a really uh, good job of showing the court and and kind of everybody the 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 how weak they are in the industry. So much so that I think some people don't believe it. <laughs> like they, they had to pay or they had to negotiate uh, to keep call of duty on the Xbox platform at 80, 20 split. Like that's wild. You know that now you kind of start to understand, Oh, well, why doesn't like square Enix make Xbox games? Well, if that's the split for the most popular game ever made, or a series ever made? Well, then think about your Final Fantasies. Your, you know, your, 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 um, you know, if Kyle is here, he'd say Star Ocean. There you go. Like, you know, your JRPGs. Like, then you go, oh wow, maybe that does make sense. Why, you know, Square Enix does constantly avoid, you know, Microsoft. So, like, to me, it's it's little areas that like that where it's like, okay, I don't like this. It's gonna happen. Am I worried for the future of games? Absolutely. Because I think that this just invites PlayStation and other major tech conglomerates to come in here and gobble up more shit. Um, so I'm looking at like Tencent. Uh, I'm taking a look at Amazon, most of all. You know, I'm looking at those type of companies coming into games and not, you know, understanding it. So it's a lot of fear and emotion, but off just straight facts and what's laid out in front of us right here, right now. 
yeah, as much as I don't like it, president has shown that this will happen and this does happen. And I want to just mention before we get deeper into this, Sertona7 writes in, hello, gents. Yippee-ki-yay! Question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Now that Microsoft has won the case for buying Activision, can we at least admit that based on everything we learned uh, during the trial, that quote-unquote Uncle Phil is not a quote-unquote real one, and that he quote-unquote only cares about good games? No hate on the man, but he's just a suit out to make money. But I literally had someone out here about a year ago saying that they were worried I was veering into what they said was, quote unquote, hate speech. Uh Oh, uh oh, Sir Thomas, what are you doing? What were you saying Uh, for saying that he was just out uh, for money, too? I just like to dispense with the notion that any of these folks, including Jimbo, really, quote unquote, care about us. Thank you. Uh, it's been a minute since I wrote in, but you gents have been killing it every episode. So Tonus and I usually go back and forth because we, we usually don't see eye to eye you know, on some things, especially on Game Pass. But we see eye to eye here. And that is this notion that we have to stop, which is like Xbox is, you know, like Uncle Phil's your friend. Because he'll go on an interview, he'll smile, he'll say the you know the quiet thing out loud every now and again. Um, that he's here fighting for you. He's no, he's a here. He's a guy fighting for a shareholder. He's not here fighting for us. And same with Jimbo. He's just a suit and tie, and he's here fighting for his shareholders. He's not fighting for any of us. Uh, and it's something to really, I think, mention as this kind of conversation gets to be like Sony evil Xbox good or Xbox evil PlayStation good. It's like, it's actually neither. We're actually just working in a, in a gray area where I feel like we're all leaning towards uh, one side or the other, but to say that one side is like inherently good or one inherently bad, I just think is, is silly. That said DS six, one, eight rights. And this is an interesting one. What happens if PlayStation decides not to sign the 10-year deal? Baron, what happens if PlayStation doesn't, you know, decides to say, eh, I'd rather not? Oh, okay. Talk to me. Can I answer? Can I kind of go to the first one, too? Oh, p- please. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll say this. At the end of the day, they are suits. Yeah. At the end of the day, these this is a business. At the yep. end of the day, they have shareholders they have to answer to, or at least a a bar, an executive they got to answer to yeah. who has Satya. to answer to shareholders. Yeah. But I will say this: it feel and the feel matters. Yeah. The, not the feel, but the feel <laughs> matters. Like yeah. that 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 matters, and it's it's easier for me to say it feels like Xbox is doing their best to create a real a well-rounded situation um and one that is a little more friendlier on my pockets. Yeah. And let me explain really quick why I feel the opposite for Sony. Oh, go for it. They went out and bought and I any chance anybody gives me a, uh, any time <laughs> I get a chance to do this. Uh-oh. Sony went out and bought mm-hmm. the one company that went out and bought all of dubbed anime mm-hmm. and they have yet to include it in their subscription service. 
you would i before i had my ps5 and i've said it there's recordings of me saying it all the time it would be a steal and a half to have playstation plus even without a ps5 if it included um crunchy roll crunchy right yeah yeah that that one thing alone and then knowing that we live in a world where if sony said yes right now game pass would be on playstation absolutely this is why I say, regardless of the fact that they're all suits, it feels friendlier on the consumer pockets yeah. with Xbox. I think you make an interesting point there of like the feels matter. It's something that as a PlayStation fan, I get really aggravated with. And we've talked on DMs about this, but even just in the front facing level. PlayStation, you don't see any of these execs talking to, you know, the common folk. And I think that's where the feel really matters for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, listen, Phil, again, at the end of the day, he's just a suit and tie. But you see him out there, whether, you know, you know P3 on, on the Xbox dashboard, probably playing Destiny. You're seeing them answer, you know, Twitter inquiries about what's mm-hmm. going on, right, with, with the state of Xbox, whatever the case may be. They're actually engaging with the consumer and PlayStation um, it's more like, we'll talk to you on our terms. Um, and whenever that is, it's whenever it is, but you don't see Jimbo making a, a tweet. You don't see Her- Herman Hulse very seldomly. I think the only person that does is really Shuhei. And as a PlayStation fan, the one thing that we get aggravated with is like, celebrate this with us. Like the PlayStation five for me is my favorite place to play. There's so many amazing games on here. How about just celebrate them with us rather than having these weird just PR beats, these blog posts. And I, I'll agree with you there where I think it, that's where the feels matter to me. Um, and as for, you know, the question of like, well, will Sony, you know, what happens if Sony doesn't take the deal or sign the 10 year deal? I think it goes to show PlayStation's dominance as they haven't already signed it. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that kind of speaks to where PlayStation's position is. Sam, I want to get your take on this. What if, you know, Xbox goes out there or sorry, a PlayStation goes out there and, and says, eh, we'd rather that. We'll pass on that 10 year deal. I mean, think the I door's think open? That, I, I feel like it, it comes down to microsoft reevaluating the approach once this is all closed said and done and they're like all right we've got call of duty sony hasn't signed this deal yeah. do we need to release it on that platform right now to hit the mark that we have set before this acquisition started like can we make enough money not putting it on playstation if not then we need to put it on playstation like that's mm-hmm. that's what it'll come down to in another world where Phil's getting a little more bullish and then, you know, Satya's getting a little more bullish, they could say, you didn't sign the deal. You're not getting the game. If you want to play yeah. Call of Duty, go to Switch or Xbox. And ultimately, like public perception is going to be that's on Xbox. Yeah. But that's on Sony. Like if you want to play the game literally and figuratively. And I mean, they put play. it. Yeah, they put it in Sony's court as well. Yeah. They're like, listen, we'll do it if the other party's up for it. <laughs> but, I mean, but it's check- like. A, it's yeah, a kid fair. at a birthday party that's Sorry. over in the corner, you know, where he's just yeah. like, he's, he's not having a good time. He's pouting. And it's like, everybody else is over here having a party. We're all cutting cake. We're enjoying the new Call of Duty. Do you want to come hang out with the crowd or not? Yeah. Or you can sit over and pout in the corner and play Killzone. I think we're going to pout you, in the corner, but we're going to end up signing the thing. 
you know? No, well, <laughs> yeah. well, or they could use this to work against the goodwill and feels of Xbox because you got to think Sony has all the power, all the, they, they have the fan base and the player sure. base and the numbers. They, and then you got to think most people live outside of what we do. Like exactly. not too many people mm-hmm. pay attention to this part of what's going on. So when they see, you know, when that kid who just convinced their mom to spend their next two Christmases on their PlayStation five, mm-hmm. when next year's call of duty comes out and they can't get it, they're not going to be like, Oh, well they didn't want to sign that 10 year deal. They're yeah. just going to be like, well, why did Xbox do this? Or like, why is it? Or it could go yeah, another like, way. It's like, why is it not not on PlayStation? Well, it's on Xbox. Well, maybe, and and that's where I think right now, uh, right now it's the power position. Mm-hmm. Xbox needs PlayStation. They've said it. They need Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation needs Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, so it's like, okay, if Sony pulls this, well, they hurt. The, they have, they they have the opportunity to hurt themselves in a really bad way right like you're missing out on a whole bunch of cash flow all of a sudden call of duty is an exclusive that will tear people away from your ecosystem and on the other hand if you're xbox well how do i pay for this (laughs) right how do i pay for it uh the audience is not there on on where it needs like the money like they even talked about it uh when it came to minecraft actually a, a great comparison is like minecraft is on game pass and in the console space, it makes the most money. Minecraft makes the most money on PlayStation. So it's like when we talk about it and we're like splitting hairs, it's, it really is like, uh, it's not even, it's, it's not even like a, 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 a bleep buttons right here. Dick measuring contest. It's just them kind of playing the, the worst game of chicken at this point. That said, I kind of want to go into some updates. Okay. Uh, update. The FTC is appealing the judge's ruling. This is such a hurdle for them to do. And again, the reason why I, I, I like talking about this, this, this is, I think, the final step. Uh, we probably will never talk about this again on the trophy room unless the appeal goes through. But it seems like that's such a large hurdle that they're just throwing a Hail Mary at this point. Again, that's what it's, I'm not a lawyer. That's what I've been seeing online from people who are lawyers. At least they say they've got their degree from DeBry. <laughs> uh, and we talk about, and, and I think this this goes into the next question here, y'all. What's next for PlayStation? The future of PlayStation in an Activision-less world. What does PlayStation do, Sam? Because I'm scared just like Jim is right now. He's with his cats. I mean- They're in the corner. <laughs> I think that right now, again, taking everything at its word of what's been said throughout this whole thing, sit back and play the games like mm-hmm. Activision isn't gone. You're still getting stuff. It's not nothing has been. But determined. not even as a player. I'm I, I'm saying, let, listen, let's put down the controllers. Let's 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 oh, put you want up the, the corporate fists. view. Oh, I want pretend. the corporate. I want corporate Sam here on the case. You yeah. are. Let's bring the, the the what segment I thought was dead back from life or back to life. Um, let's put ourselves in in the shoes of Shuhei Yoshida because they say Jim Ryan runs the show. I don't believe that for a second. You don't believe that for a second. It's definitely Shu. So Shu all the way. Our segment that I'm bringing back for the dead just for this moment in time. Now, if I was Shu, 
or in the perspective of Shuhei Yoshida, what do I do? Where do I go from if I'm PlayStation now? I mean, there are two different ways to go about it, and they're playing both sides, where you go after acquisitions. Bungie was massive. Like, that is a nice, calculated approach. And that's what I admire about PlayStation, because Xbox is just like... If you go to the store and you just take your hand and you just scrape everything in on the shelf into the cart, that's the Xbox approach. And you're going to have some turds in that cart. But at the same time, PlayStation (laughs) is over here like these people match our values. They match what we're trying to bring to our audience, bring them into the PlayStation family, let them optimize for PlayStation 5 exclusively, deliver on really good games. That's what PlayStation does really well. So keep that acquisition structure up. But beyond that, you keep investing in these original IP. You don't just acquire to have Destiny 2 under the hood. You acquire to have talented teams that can help you make whatever is next. Marathon, if we're keeping up with the bungee thread. Um, You know, once that's out the door, it is going to be a multi-platform game, but in the same way that Xbox is putting out games everywhere they can, make that money wherever people are willing to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the PlayStation, you know, not to go back to what I was saying before, but keep doing what you're doing. Invest in yourself and invest in people that match what you're bringing. I think that's what they need to do. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like they talk about it like, okay, tit for tat. We got like. Xbox Bob Activision, so somehow EA, uh, so uh, somehow Sony's gonna conjure up money to buy EA, right? Like that's not, you know, I I hate giving this man credit, I really do, because I hate his guts so much. But Luke Lord made a terrific point. It's like, what is PlayStation <laughs> gonna do? Are they gonna keep like what are they gonna do with you know games just like God of War, Horizon, Last of Us, Uncharted. It's like, man, Sony's truly doomed. It's like, no, we live in this, like just because Xbox and Sony compete so closely together, they do more more so than uh, than Nintendo. doesn't mean Nintendo's not a competitor to them. They are. They're just in a different sphere and they own it so well. PlayStation makes the best single player games out there. Right. It doesn't even come 100%. close. Yeah. And so what can PlayStation do? You don't necessarily need to do what everybody else is doing. You could just keep on making the games that people love. That's the reason why they keep coming to your console. They may not be the games that people play the most, but it's the the reason why butts are in seats is because yep. of your God of Wars, your Horizons, your Last of Us, your Uncharted's, right? Your Ghost of Tsushima's. And it's not like, and, and I, I, I want to fight this idea of like PlayStation's afraid to take risks. I get it. Games are really expensive to make, but you saw them take a bet on a samurai uh, uh, game made from a Western studio that is a love note to Kurosawa. Like, and the game sold terrifically. There's a game about a, a, a chick fighting 40 foot, you know, robot monsters, and it sold terrifically. Right. Where I mean, we're going to talk about it more in a sec. So like to me, this idea that the only way PlayStation competes is they buy Capcom or they buy Square Enix. Um, I don't think they have to do that. But Sam, I'm going to be real with you. I think that's what we're going to start seeing PlayStation do. I would like I them buy Square. Yeah, I, I would like them to keep up with what they do. Because that's the way I like my acquisitions is, hey, let's pick up teams, infuse them with our culture and then or or foster those teams and then acquire them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I want to see. You know, when I see acquisitions that Xbox have been doing, it's like, all right, Bethesda, I can give you that. But Activision, I don't see it. Right. 
for me, I see Housemark, right? I saw Insomniac, you know, like those acquisitions made sense. I want to see those, but I think Sony sees the writing on the wall where they have to think now defensively. And so I definitely see Sony, if I'm PlayStation, if I'm Shu, doing some uh, defensive uh, uh, kind of investments, right? So I'm going out there and I'm just throwing some change at people to keep them in line with what we do uh, uh, and to keep them in lockstep of what we do. That's what I'm doing. And if it has to be, you know, we're locking down a publisher, it may have to be that, but I don't want to see that. What about you, Baron? If you're Shuhei Yoshida, you're the man behind the desk. What are you doing? The first thing I do is sure up what we already have. Um, You already have the PlayStation collection. Add more value to it. Yeah. Why isn't Spider-Man movies and other Sony movies included? In you really this? want I, these movies in here. You really no, want this. no, no. <laughs> it's it's not that I want it yeah. because I already have access to it. You know what I mean? Sure. It, it's it's a matter of shoring up and at, like I what was that PlayStation TV service they had oh. about years ago? Oh, literally PlayStation TV. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That would have been better if it was included with playstation plus it would have worked it would have lasted i know that they've been testing out like movies and stuff on playstation plus in like places like uh poland so i get where you're coming from there no and it this is how you compete because this is i'm I'm shuhei yeah this is how i compete without breaking myself and overextending i'm utilizing all the resources i already have already have movies right i already have anime not just some anime. People need to understand Crunchyroll is huge. is anime. Yeah. Like at this point in time, it is anime. Like of course there's High Dive, but if High Dive even sneezes wrong, Crunchyroll is absorbing yeah. Um like <laughs> like no, it and then you gotta also remember we live in a world now where kids are being named Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. Like so anime went from being niche. Th- just it's think about how many cars you've seen with anime stickers on it now. Yeah. That used to be the weird car. Now that's the norm. So mm-hmm. we live in a world where anime has started to become a very, very mainstream form of media. Me- medium. Then you already have your games. Tight, shorten up the window on PC releases. Yes. Fine, you don't want to do day and date. Fine. But Shuhei, I'm Shuhei. I yeah. shorten it to a month. Ooh, okay. I shorten it to a month. It, it It's a month. Boom. Let it sell on console. Let it move its consoles because everybody doesn't have solid internet nor solid computers to run the games. That that is still not a a common thing. Not as common as people want to believe it is. Yeah. Sure up what we have. Make my PlayStation Plus even better. Figure out a way to get more classic games streamable. Which we're getting. I I think one the one thing I I I want to I want to sorry cut you off with is the idea of. not just adding movies. Oh my goodness! What was the last thing you just you just mentioned? Oh my god! Anime and not not just anime, not just anime. PC add PC. Like, yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Thank you so much. Again, four hours of sleep. Um, is I think we're gonna get there eventually. Where mm-hmm. I mean, even 
PlayStation has seen it. Like the investment in PC is now more so than it ever has. And they only have plans to accelerate it and add more games. God damn it. Bloodborne on PC. How many times do I got to yell about it? But um, I think we're going to see that window shortened by like yeah. six months. And then eventually in time, you will see day and date PC and P- PlayStation uh, uh, titles. It's not going to be soon. Uh, it's no. not going to be in the next three or five years, but it's going to be, it's going to happen one day because right now what PlayStation's focused on is building the infrastructure to make that possible. Right. So that's why like you, you, you saw like Ratchet and Clank, you know, Spider-Man um, you know, return will take about a year or so to put out there. They're building that in- infrastructure to get that time shortened. Yeah. Uh, and definitely with, with their multiplayer games. That, and, and- oh, sorry. Go for it. No, and like you don't have to go and spend a bunch of money on the things that I'm recommending. If from what I sure. understand, from sure. a general general in comparison to buying uh whole publishers sure. and but like you don't have to do do all that. Then you don't have to worry about the scrutiny of right. different governments across the world looking at your innovate well, or renovation of what you already own. But here's the thing, Baron. I mean, Activision biggest publisher in the world i don't think that's even a, a worry now anymore or even a concern right yeah. so like i understand what you're saying because i think it makes a lot of sense and for the people who are like are scratching their heads like why why is this man talking about anime he's getting in the weebs god damn it it's because yeah playstation already has so much or or, or sony they, as they large. run the gaming world <laughs> i mean yeah but like more than that like they have so much internal uh, talent that like yeah why can't we pull from other other ends of our of our company to add value to this thing that we have but again i unfortunately that's not either of what playstation is doing so in a and report that's scary this is scary sony is investing 2.1 billion dollars into gaming r&d focused on live service this is a rumor coming from grant taylor hill over at insider gaming which they have a pretty gosh darn good track record of in reporting by uh, nikki uh it was revealed that Sony intends to pour financial resources into gaming research and development in a tune of around uh, $2.13 billion. That's reportedly an investment that's being made before the end of the fiscal year in 2024. And it'll account for a whopping 40% of Sony's entire R&D spending. Not only that, but Sony Group has expressed the desire to pivot towards a model that focuses much more scrutiny on live service titles. The article is referencing the fact that Sony itself has yet to make a splash into live service games. According to this report, as Sony it plans to allocate a staggering 60% of the PlayStation 5 development spending to the live service games exclusively for the year ending in March 2026. I'll just get end right there. Um, this is Sony's plan. I, I, it's, it's, hey, let's pour more money into ourselves to create the games that, listen, there could be a year. It seems like Sony is legitimately scared that, yeah, it, after that 10 years up uh, or, or during that 10-year span, they're going to take a lot more of our marketplace. And we need to put a stop to it right now. Or at least, you know, bandage up the wound so that we're not hurting as much. And so if this is correct, as this reporting is is right, we see PlayStation leaning a little bit into a little bit more into that live service. Now, again, 
I wanted like to calm people down because the level of investment though is more in live service than it than it has ever been. Uh, when it comes to the PlayStation side, you're still getting the same level of investment Sony has put into their first party AAA games. So it's literally you're just getting more games. They may not just be the you know the things we know PlayStation to be. And the one thing that I really get annoyed at is this idea that PlayStation only makes one type of game. And, you know, that's your third person over the shoulder, blah, 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 blah. But the moment that they try to do something different, everybody freaks out going, why are you doing that? Whoa, 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 why are you making a third person multiplayer game? I don't know you for that. Don't do that. I I really hate that. So I don't see this as an overall negative thing. But boys, I want to throw it over to Baron real fast, what your thoughts are on it. And then uh, you two talk to each other because something happened in this house. There's a whole lot of hooting and hollering. I I want to find out. We'll hold it down. Yeah. Um, so my my ultimate thought on this is look at what your competition has done. Look at how many live service games has died over at Xbox and multiplats overall. Just just in the past year, what have we seen? Over seven big uh tons. Yeah, like I mean, uh, what was the dodgeball game? Yeah, Knockout uh, City. Knockout City. We saw I mean, multiverses. I think, yeah, the fighting game, Smash Bros. Uh, the, with all the the old characters in it. Yeah, and most people don't have that time to play multiple live service games. Most people will maybe get one or two in, like yeah. and like that. That's it. You don't see too many people who are playing ESO. Final Fantasy 14 and Fortnite. Like it, it it just these things don't that's not a norm. So my my only worry is, mm-hmm. especially knowing that, especially, you know, because of due to poor highlighting, we've seen how much it costs to make specific games. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Due to some Sharpies. Yeah. Yeah, due due to a Sharpie and a scan. Um so knowing knowing that. And knowing that we've seen also Sony close stuff down, whether mm-hmm. it be developers, whether it be teams, whether it be games, like we've seen these things happen as of recent. To see that company now say that they want to jump in and create a lot more live service games, ones that they've historically known to either kill or not give a lot of umph behind. Right. Rest in peace, the Predator game. This mm. is this is um it's a little worrying. Even though one's gonna hit, but what's gonna happen to the other five that they're gonna make? Yeah. What if Marathon doesn't well, do anything close to destiny? Is it gonna be a yeah. dud now? Like it it you, you know what I mean? And that's I think that. again, it we're we're working with feelings and emotions, and I just wanna say yes. I was working in yes. feelings and emotions just a second ago. I heard a lot of yelling and I thought like something awful just happened. No, it's just it's just living in a Puerto Rican household. My father is yelling at the TV. There's some soccer game happening. Hey, I think he's he's liking the World result Cup, or right? loving or hating the result. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's Women's World Cup. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, he's uh, in vested. Um, but I would say again, we're we're working in feelings. Like what like and, and what ifs? Like, what if Marathon doesn't work? I mean, there's a chance it might not, but this is like Bungie's best team on it. Right. This is a from a studio that is known to making like really amazing first person shooters. So like, yeah, their track record sees that even when they stumble, they still make a good experience people play. So like to me, I, I'm not that that worried. 
Sam, I know we've gone really long in the tooth here. I was really only expecting this talk to go 30 minutes. We're, we're close, closing in on an hour. It's going to be one juicy show, boys. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Thing, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys ain't busy tonight because we're, we're. I'm good, man. I'm right, good. Let's go for it. I'm so here. Sam, I'm, what, are, what are your thoughts? I think that it's going to be a change of perception of PlayStation over the course of the next 10 years, because what you've got up until now, at least from my point of view, is when I see a PlayStation game coming out, it is a refined piece of software. Like it is a Mm -hmm. well-polished thing. You know what you're going to get. Like the last of us part two, one of the best games I've ever played Spider-Man, a cinematic, beautiful experience. Like it is good stuff. Now you're going to be getting into that research and development period where you are going to be getting some games that don't land. They may not be the best game that you would expect from PlayStation for a first party studio to put out. And that's not to say they're failures, but, you know, if we're talking about the term research and development, if you've got a scientist mixing chemicals in the lab, eight out of 10 of them might blow up. But those two that those two that are actual winners that you get the right mix those are going to be good. And it takes time. It, it takes, takes time. time. It takes time. And I, you, you hit it right out of the park there, Sam, because, you know, that's exactly why they bought Bungie. We're seeing Bungie have a, a tremendous amount of power of going, hey, th- these games work. These games aren't. This needs to be changed. This needs to be, you know, uh, you know, whatever. And there's a lot of feelings to that. It's like, how dare Bungie come in here and tell and the last of us how to make a multiplayer game? It's like, well, Bungie knows how to make a multiplayer game. And I don't actually sincerely feel that many developers are looking at Bungie as this like court of our owls esque like thing of like they're in everywhere you can't see them but they know what you're doing um and they could kill a project here you know right here right now like they're they're working they in are. conjunction oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what if they are uh, right. I mean, could be, uh, but like i don't i don't sense that that's the case you would probably be hearing about it from developers if that is the case and so like for me i, I I don't see this as a negative. I see this as PlayStation going, hey, you know what? Instead of pouring $2.5 million into buying Square Enix and then having to fix that whole ship around, get rid of the blockchain and all that crap, um, how about we just invest back in ourselves? Because we know how to make a really good video game. We know how to do it. And we have the partners now to make those really good multiplayer games. So to me, I, I don't see this as the negative everybody's saying. In fact, if I can round up this whole conversation, I don't see this as the biggest thing, the most cataclysmic thing to happen no. in Sony. Absolutely not. They're going to be fine. Think about it like this, guys. PlayStation almost killed Xbox back in the PS4 yeah. era. Remember, there was rumors that uh, Xbox was going to sell or Microsoft was going to sell Xbox to goddamn like Toshiba right yeah like xbox was in a bad shape now you know fast forward about 10 years they're about to go out there and buy the biggest publisher ever they're in the best shape they've ever been they're making the most money they ever have been same with playstation so if this is a a a body blow to the playstation so be it but it's not a killing blow it's not someone we something we need to be ringing the alarm bells. What is going to end up happening is Sony is going to readjust itself. Now, will that come in the in the form of acquisitions? Yes. Yeah, PlayStation is going to have to expand and get bigger as a company, and that's going to come with some growing pains. But does that also mean it's time for innovation and that we're going to see things and PlayStation take risks they normally wouldn't? Yes, and that is exciting. You're going to see PlayStation go, hey, how do, what does a 
PlayStation live service game look like? Just like PlayStation asked themselves a few years back of what does Xbox live look like at the PlayStation version? Then they made PlayStation plus and it is a fantastic service. So I take a look at what PlayStation has done so far and, and where they're going is like, they're not, we, we, we think that they're not as agile as they actually are. I think PlayStation's in good shape and, Honestly, again, as troubling as this news is, for me, I don't like it. I don't think this is a doomsday. I don't see this as, like, the worst thing ever. This is actually exciting to me because PlayStation's going to get weird. And PlayStation is in its element when they get fucking weird. So that said, that all out of the way, that's enough. The active is case closed. All right, court is goddamn adjourned. It's over. All right. Well, we see Activision Blizzard games on, you know, PlayStation maybe one day. Who knows? It depends on the game. Depends on it's a multiplayer game. And if it is, probably. But that said, it's time to get into our next topic. Sam, take it away, good sir. Let's do it. Gorilla's PS5, PS4 Horizon multiplayer game is a massive shift for the studio coming from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Uh, They write, development on Gorilla's multiplayer adaptation of Horizon represents a massive shift for the studio, almost on the same level as doing the first game in the series. Uh, That's according to studio director Jan Bart Van Beek, who was talking at a keynote during the Develop Brighton conference in the UK earlier today. The veteran, unsurprisingly, would not comment too much on the co-op game, but said the team is excited about the project and relishing the opportunity. Quote, building out a two-player experience is a whole new challenge for the studio, he revealed. Van Beek added that the Dutch developer has approximately 16 plans for the franchise, clicking on, or clicking on, I guess, in the progress, uh, in other words, uh, including the aforementioned multiplayer game. There have been talk of some kind of MMO in partnership with South Korean studio NCSoft, but it is unclear whether this is an active production or not. Either way, we assume plans here means various non-game projects as well, including the upcoming Netflix show. Hot Joey. dang. Hot dang. I now notice I'm the only one that played Horizon here. <laughs> this is where you would be Kyle's jam. This would be Kyle's thing, right? Unless Baron, I have played, you played Horizon. I played I've the first played Horizon. I've, yeah. I have, yeah, I haven't beat it, but I've oh. played. It. Yeah. Well, how dare you, Baron? This topic ain't for you. <laughs> Coming here, dude. So, Baron, just and, and folks, uh, new folks at, at home. As I see, we've gotten a whole bunch of new uh, viewers talking about this. Um, Horizon is the reason why the trophy room exists. So we have so much love for Horizon. That said, there is something called maybe this is too much Horizon. <laughs> when we talk about 16 projects and plans, I get it. Some of that's movies, some, even DLC, right? But it scares me. I don't know, Sam. Does this number scare you as much as it scares me? 16. I mean, I think it depends on what we're talking about. Like, are okay. we talking about a single movie, an anime series, a comic book, another game, a multiplayer game? Like, if it's that kind of approach where it's spread across different types of media, then it's still a whole lot of Horizon. Yeah. But there's a little something for everybody. If you're a mega fan, then you're going to have that touch point at every part of your little entertainment bubble that you're in. Yeah. If it is... 10 games and six movies. We got to put the brakes on that. That's way too much content. Like That is a lot. I don't That's need all right. that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I think there are some things that really excite me 
with this, like the multiplayer game uh, that we saw leaks of um, that actually excites me and MMO in this world as well. Like there's so much opportunity. I think we get to see like numbers of things and we get a little nervous about it. But at the end of the day, like if the content's good, people are going to go to that content. I mean, they've made 10 Fast and the Furious movies. God knows how many Mission Impossibles. There's been dozens of a Star Wars, and we only like three of them. Uh, so oh, it's, <laughs> at least that's what, you know, those old people tell me. Uh, oh, yeah. But like at the end of the day, that content's still pumping. People are still flocking to it, still making Buku cash. Like, yeah, 16 plans also could be 16 pl- plans, and maybe some of them don't come to fruition yeah you know some maybe some of them get axed that said baron as someone who has not played or, or sorry finished a horizon the one thing that gorilla has kind of s- stated it was from the original game was supposed to be co-op uh you were supposed to be aloy and someone else uh being oh. able to traverse the world together which i found was really interesting they always had that idea, that germ, even with uh, uh, Forbidden West, that was like an idea that they floated along. Um, but now spinning it into a multiplayer thing, it's interesting to note how these companies change. Because Gorilla, they're like, yeah, multiplayer. It's been a, it's been a minute since we did one, huh? Uh, we're we're not as as you know. We got to really shake the dust off here. I think that's just so hilarious to me. It, it just goes to show again, culture changes, people come, go, uh, and teams change, but the culture hopefully, you know, remains, um, or adapts or whatever, or evolves. There you go. That's the word I wanted. Uh, so Baron, I want to know, would a multiplayer horizon game be your jam? Let me know. Um, probably not. How dare you, Baron? Why did I even bring you here? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Only because, um... (laughs) I like getting you nervous, Baron. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not a nerve thing. It's, I... Because I know it sounded so negative. And I was like, no, like, I'm not against it. That was the no of a man who's been canceled. That was right. (laughs) There's someone in, in, like, yelling out their radio right now. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's not me. It's not me. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I would love to see, like, I would need it to be kind of a drop-in, drop-out situation. Okay. I need it to be playable alone. I Because what I envision is, like, um, it take like, almost like a It Takes Two, but with a bigger world. Ooh, and, okay. like, more combat scenes, less puzzles. Okay. Um, and that, that that's not, that doesn't that. sound bad, right? Yeah. But for somebody who doesn't always have a friend online for somebody who has a very weird gaming schedule, the idea of a game that's going to require me to have somebody else to run with in order to enjoy Mm -hmm. it for at its wholeness is kind of problematic. Like I think to off topic, I think to Diablo, they figured out a way to take a four player game and make it. I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Like they, 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 you know, so I need that. If you can give me that, MMO, it's going to be great because you already see the crafting. Like, if you just think of everything from the single player, as for me, I've only played uh, Zero Dawn. Um, You think of the crafting. So that means you're going to have a class where you get to heavily focus on crafting. You have launchers. There's uh, guns. 
there's like there's so many different aspects that already exist within the game you're, you're gonna have your heavy class you're gonna have your melee build you're gonna have your stealth people who play God. who can crawl yes. and so i played you're, the you're game look, man don't you're look come on, man come on man. <laughs> you know you're selling um, me i'm getting excited yeah. <laughs> no but this is what i'm saying so yeah. the and then the lore fits for it you have different tribes so that means you're gonna have different perks yeah um mm-hmm. you have different like different regions you got your snow like there's so much that already exists within the game and there's elements that are already there yeah. where you would just have to make it to where it's a grinding mechanic for each portion of it. Yeah. I think I, you know, you're, you're right that you're getting me excited for, for the NC soft game. Uh, I like I'm already in, but like that and the way that, that, you know, guild wars work, which is the game that NC soft is famous for making is it wasn't so much about classes, but it was about the weapons you made then altered your class. It kind of dictated. So like you could like, you know, maybe be a, a tripwire specialist, but now I'm like, I'm just rocking a bow or maybe instead of a tripwire, I got like the cool, like Gatling hook gun. Right. And now all of a sudden they got heavy, like abilities, like that's exciting. And then like, if we're talking about the Fortnite esque thing that we saw from them, their monster hunter esque game, it's like, okay, so then we got a cooperative thing alongside this MMO. Like there could be a lot of synergy there. That and and speaking to another audience that may not actually like that MMO or you know may not have known that this is a single player game to begin with and then dive into those those things so like it gives players kind of choice to discover more of this world and I'm just I'm all in on it. Um, that said, yeah, sixteen things scare me, but again, numbers numbers are always going to scare people if we don't know what are behind. You know, what's behind that decimal point? It's always going to kind of freak people out. I, that's what I've always kind of noticed. Where's that, my Terminator style uh, her, uh, Horizon hunting arcade game? Like, I mean, where, right? Where's, where you, you know, they already got yeah. the games with the giant guns, like old yeah. Terminator style. The thing's huge. Yeah. Just flip that bad boy up and put a string on him and let's just go to work with a bow. Honestly. <laughs> like, like, that would be a, I, I know the arcade is on its last legs but yeah. uh vr i mean they released a house up. of the dead remake if a house of the dead remake can happen you can make Anything a light gun possible. game work yeah Anything and then possible. port it and use it on xbox with connect yeah. anyways <laughs> i mean listen they've made it how dare you boys how dare you i feel outnumbered um but i mean they they made it work in vr so yeah no like yeah just get weird with it yeah. just experiment yeah, have fun. you got 16 that's a big number yeah. All right, boys. Uh, Baron, let's take away the last major news of the night. Go for it, my friend. The Last of Us has received 24 Emmy nominations. Tom, And this comes from Tom Ivan over at VGC. Yes, round of applause. The Last of Us has received 24 nominations for the 75th Emmy Awards. That's just three short of the front runner for this year's ceremony. Follow uh, Fellow HBO show Secession uh, with Dude, you you typing and you're blocking the word. Okay, I do this all the time. (laughs) I was like, ah, (laughs) it's up for 27 awards for its fourth and final season, having previously won 13 Emmys. The Last of Us comes in ahead of The White Lotus, which received 23 nominations, and Ted Lasso, which um, is up for 21 prizes. 
Nominations for The Last of Us include Outstanding Drama Series, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Pedro Pascal as Joel, and Outstanding Outstanding Lead Actress in the Drama Series, Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Among the nominations it received in the Outstanding Guest Actor in the Drama Series category were Murray, uh, Murray Bartlett as Frank and Nick Offerman as Bill in the well-received third episode of season one, Long, Long Time. The Emmy Awards is scheduled to take place on September 18th, 2023. Now, I haven't watched the Emmys since I was a child. I probably mm. never will. I'll enjoy yeah, them yeah. Like, on, on Twitter and such. I just wanted, this maybe should have been Flash News. I just wanted to note, um, if you respect the source material of a thing, whatever it is, a book, a show, a movie, you translate it into a different medium. Even if you deviate, as long as you respect the core of what makes that thing a thing, it can transcend and be great. Now, listen, you both are more Xbox-centric. I will just want to now throw just a little bit of shade. Just a little bit of shade. This guy. I just, I can't help myself. All right, listen, I've been down to the do with these statues back here. Like maybe don't this you, one don't you talk about yeah. my Mass Effect show. Oh, no, Mass Effect <laughs> show will live. The Master Chief no. show may die. No, he turned into Commander Shepard. <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> so I want to know, boys, how did you feel when he took off that goddamn helmet in the first episode, 40 minutes in? Took off the helmet? What about everything else? How That's about true. everything else later on in the season? That's true. I, I, I forgot I, I about mean, that. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I never will be able to. Um, as a you know, as a hardcore Halo guy, the yeah. the TV show it was bookended by really good action scenes. Sure, and then everything in the middle of it is a fever dream of of CW level television that I will never be able to get back. That time is gone, and I will never never redeem it. I'm so um, but uh, to your point, though, it shows that. If they follow the last of us in those footsteps for future seasons, I think season two is doomed. But if there is a season three, maybe get back to the to the roots. Yeah. Um, you know, it can be really awesome for fans of the original uh, experience and the original story. So I would love to see more of it. But Halo uh, was not it. That's for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Baron. Um, as somebody who did not watch the show, I still yeah. haven't watched it um, only you. because the the live action commercials for Halo are some of the, the it always bothered me that we didn't get a Halo show sooner. I think mm-hmm. of Reach, I think of ODST, like yeah, that ODST was, yeah. trailer. Oh, that told an amazing story. Even yeah. had the drops, and it just it was that alone could have been uh that they could have just took that trailer and took the cast. Yeah, and ran with that. That would have been more than fine. Master Chief was nowhere in that, and it was beautiful, and it pulled heartstrings. So, to to go from uh, somebody who watched that trailer over and over because I used to be a heavy, I am a tra- trailer guy. I love trailers. Okay. Um, to go from that to you know hearing a lot of the the negative, and it was like I'd rather just let it live in one of those places where I I can imagine it being good. Baron, you made the right call. Because <laughs> like even like the, the one thing about like the last of a show that I think Succession's gonna wipe the floor with everybody. Let's be real. Also, HBO having a good having a good run. This like the top three Always, nominated man. thing yeah. like all HBO. But like 
even when they deviate, uh, I'm thinking of was it? Yeah, episode two or three, three. Um, when when even when the characters aren't necessarily who they are, per se, um, the stories that they tell are so beautiful that a a lot of people, most people, can relate to and pulls at those heartstrings. And there's still that respect. I remember every episode they they talked about it behind the scenes of every time they were going to deviate, he goes to Neil and goes, all right, if we can't make something better, we're not going to do it. Right. So is this better if it's this way? And you're having a collaborative effort of about from the guy that made the thing to the guy that's making the new thing. And I, I love that. So that said, what's that, Baron? Oh, my bad. I was I was going to say they did a good job of tricking us. Yeah. They sold action and gave you a drama. Yeah. Um, they did a and and it, it as a the gamer fan, it sucked. But <laughs> as a person who enjoys TV, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Like it's easy for me to to separate things and watch it as its own. They Same. did a really good job. And they they definitely gave you a couple of high beats, but let's be honest, the show was actually very low swing action wise. It was yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the most action oriented show. Even um, even the last like the I mean I don't want to spoil it, but like the last section where you think it's going to be yeah. the most whatever, it's not. And you're right, yeah. like they they tricked you in the best way because if it was the high octane every every like. A movie, a show can't move like a game where you have to do, have to move your hands every five seconds, 10 seconds to be engaged with that thing. So it's like uh, 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 it has to hook you in an emotional tenor. So like there were big action scenes, but I actually think the big crescendo is episode five. Right. And they really did trick you with going, hey, listen you got the game you want to bash a clicker's head and i mean you'll see it here once or twice we're not making it everything every yeah. everyday thing we're gonna sell you with these emotional connections that are just going to hook you into the, the to the story and hook you into these characters differently than than the game were was and at the same exact time tether it to the game it's like uh, i don't know craig mazin and the team over there they just they wrote something really special and, and i just love to see it get the flowers it it so desperately deserves. And just to wrap this up, one more yeah. thing. I will tell you both. I have cried in the past two years or three years. <laughs> one time. I'm not even lying to you. One time. And it is at the end of the Bill and Frank episode. Yes. Like that is the best television I have watched in years. It deserves yeah. every little bit of praise that it gets. Cannot recommend it enough. If you haven't yeah. checked it out, you are missing out. It is so good. Yeah, I was upset at that episode at first, and then I watched it a second time. I'm like, oh, now feelings came back. All oh, right, oh I gosh, have them. Dude. And then I got really teary-eyed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, boys, it's time for some flash news. Gotta run fast. Gotta go fast. Usually, cops here and he's running with me. Oh my god, we're out of breath. Uh, EA announces a Black Panther game from some of the developers behind the Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. This comes from Wesley Yin Pool over at IGN. Uh, the single player action adventure game based in Black or sorry, Marvel's Black Panther is in development at the Seattle based EA studio called Cliffhanger Games in partnership with Marvel Games. The project is led by Kevin Stevens, who is Monolith Productions studio head during the development of Shadow of Mordor franchise. 
EA said others who have worked on Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, along with veterans of Halo, God of War, and Call of Duty are already a part of the studio. Quote, we're dedicated to delivering fans a definitive, authentic Black Panther experience, giving them more agency and control over their narrative than they have ever experienced in a story-driven video game, Stevenson said. Wakanda is a rich superhero sandbox, and our mission is to develop an epic world for players who love Black Panther and want to explore the world of Wakanda as much as we do. Word that Stevenson's started uh, in New EA Studio emerge over two years ago, but in today's announcement, EA said Black Panther is still in early development with a long road ahead. So don't hold your breath waiting for this one to come out anytime soon. Just quick thoughts for y'all. Uh, you know, we we did talk about Black Panther at length a few episodes back, but I, wa- I want to get your thoughts here, guys. EA, they're making single-player games again. They said they were dead a few years ago. Baron, I want to know what your thoughts are on a new EA. Um, I love it. And let's be real, it's, it's kind of been Respawn who made the yeah. new EA. Um, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, we're with you. Say it loud the, and proud, my man. <laughs> right, respawn is EA. They yes. they definitely turned it into In a Vincent Powell, and they're we riding trust. at the heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, uh, this this is gonna be good. I did not realize and know that it was going to be the a lot of the core people from Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, and I could see that combat. Even though I know it's not going to be a one for one, but that feel—if they can get the the pace and narrative and camera of Fallen Order, yeah—and you add in the combat of Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, you got a perfect game with mm. any skin. Like it doesn't have to be Black Panther. Like just just put that you know those things and throw it together, and you yeah. have a great game gonna be a hit um so now knowing that it's gonna be on top of that's gonna be black panther it's gonna be really dope and i just hope they just pull from the comics like you don't have to you don't have to drum up this magical world even though i think of the avengers right um the avengers game that single player story was top tier i would watch that movie right now like uh you know and so just pull from the comics and yeah. pull from the source material. Respect it, like we were talking about know. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Utilize what you know. You know uh, you, you got a good example in storytelling and pacing and drama with Fallen Order. Yeah. You got you already got the mechanics for a good open world uh, game. Yeah. Like, in combat, solid combat with variety. It's not just swinging a sword. Um... And then if you can somehow finagle a nemesis system, (laughs) even though I already know that's locked away, I know, I know. Well, we can finagle it in such a way where WB doesn't sue you. You got something special here. Something truly special. Sam, how are you feeling about a Black Panther game, but more so even just EA making single player games again and really just kind of changing our perception of EA. They used to be evil EA and now somehow some way yeah. you know we don't we we don't vote them the worst company of the year uh, this yeah. year 
But no, I mean they're making they're making a big comeback. They went from being yeah. the people that charged individually for online multiplayer and used games with the little vouchers that were in boxes Ooh. for like Battlefield Three. Now mm. we're coming back. Um, but I mean, on some level, this is a reskin or could be perceived as a reskin. But reskin and modify and make it something new. Like if you're making an Iron Man game. And you're taking Anthem and you're building Iron Man when? out over the Anthem skeleton <laughs> right <When>? now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when? literally. That's why I'm. It's happening. Like they're yeah. doing that. Yeah, but like, can and we so play like, now? Yeah, I would, no, I, no, I'm that's a win, like much. a dub. Yeah. Oh, you're talking win. win. I, I thought you said win. win. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about that's an yeah. automatic gold mine. Literally. Yeah. Well, I was, you were like, when can you play it now? Literally, go buy a five dollar copy of Anthem and you're basically playing it. But yeah. um, like an Iron Man game. Is that what? I said rip. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the Iron Man game, shaping to do that. If you're reskinning Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, and you know, I say reskin using sure. it loosely with the team yeah, that yeah. you're, you know, you're rebuilding it with. Um, you know, if you bring in combat, because I think of Shadow of Mordor, I think about that almost like I know it's a trope, but Batman Arkham style combat. Yes. Where it feels smooth, feels fluid, you feel the punches. Yeah. Um, and you can feel that impact. I think that when you make something that feels good it's going to end up being a good game. I mean, the lore, the stories are there. You're, you just got to make a good feeling game. And yeah. They've already got it. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. And I think, yeah, they, they're putting together something. Uh, 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 dare I say they're assembling. <laughs> you see what I did there? Oh. Uh, a, a, a team that could pull it off. I'm, I'm really yeah. pumped to see it. Really pumped. All right, let's get into something weird. Are you ready guys? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I wish I didn't. Larian Studios gets TikTok banned for bear from Druid, Dru- sorry, bear form Druid sex scene in Boulder yeah. Skate 3. Uh, goddamn. Kyle Adams from Push Square writes, I wish, I really wish I didn't have to read. I, oh man. All right. You Let might be it? surprised. <laughs> no, I got it. You might <laughs> be surprised to learn that Boulder Skate 3 is some kind of game in which you can have sexual relations with a Druid shape shifted in animal form specifically into that of a bear uh grizzly to our discerning eye you shouldn't be though considering commander shepherd's own uh, enormous uh, adventures or i can't say that word a decade earlier bioware has explored the kinds of inter-party hanky panky in boulder gate uh that would go on to cause such a stir once fully realized in the later mass effect series i forgot they actually did yeah they pioneered boulder's gate that said um guys i saw the boulder's gate stream we all saw that infamous clip of um let me just let me just everybody uh, turn on some romantic music let me play you a tune we see a man laying down nude tasteful nude tasteful nude we don't see any anything um there's a squirrel eating some nuts you know watching this all play out all of a sudden this other person turns into a bear and the bear starts walking up to said man um the bear has a, a grin. The other fella's ready for it. I normally and skip this part. I don't know. But it's, I mean, no, you know. no, no. I need, I, I need, <laughs> you guys need the visual aid because if I'm cursed with this image, you guys have to be too. And then all of a sudden, my only reaction is that of the squirrel horror. <laughs> he, he drops everything that they've done. And now they too have seen the image that we can't. Um, this is hilarious. <laughs> the whole scene was hilarious. Everybody, the whole crowd was loved, uh, erupting in laughter. 
Uh, there's nothing here for you guys to contribute. I just wanted to curse the audience, if you don't mind. I, I, I think you boys are relatively speechless, Baron. Speechless. Oh no, I'm excited! I can't wait for Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> He's for like, the, I've been waiting for this. Oh, this is I've my been time. Waiting to turn into a bear for some. Is it in now. VR? Is the only question. Bro, you know, is so, it ready for VR? Hey, hey man, you know when they when they tell you you can do anything, you know, you yeah. see that mountain over there? No, <laughs> <laughs> you can f- that mountain. <laughs> 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 it just works. No, <laughs> it, just works. it just works. It just works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Be cursed as well as I am. Uh, and then just something I want to just you know tip of the hat to uh, Naughty Dog co-president Evan Wells announces his retirement. This comes from Leon Croft over at Push Square. Naughty Dog co-president President Evan Wells has announced he will be retiring from development after 25 years. Confirmed in a statement, he leaves Neil Druckmann as the sole president of the company alongside studio leadership, who Wells believes, quote, steer the studio into a successful sh- uh, future. He'll leave Naughty Dog at the end of this year. Quote, I've been personally making games for over 30 years, and Naughty Dog has been my home for over half of my life, he writes. I've seen the studio grow from a higher number of 14, me, during the crash three days of 1998 to over 400 dogs today. Every major life milestone I can track with Naughty, with a Naughty Dog project. I met my wife during Crash Team Racing. We took our honeymoon after uh, shipping Jack 2. We had our first child E3 week when we announced Uncharted Drake's Fortune. And our second child was born right, at, right in the thick of development on The Last of Us. Wills goes on to state that while it will be hard for him to see current Naughty Dog projects through uh, to completion, he believes the developer, quote, has never had a stronger team in place to ensure that we deliver them in a way that will set industry standards and exceed all expectations, unquote. The first credited as a lead tusser on Sega's Mega Drive's Toe Jam and Earl and Panic uh, in Funkotron, Wells quickly joined Naughty Dog and worked uh, on a vast array of titles. He helped on the Gex. There you go. Love you, Gex. Full circle. And Gex enter the Gecko before moving on to the Jack and Daxter series. So best of luck, Evan, to you. Have a happy retirement. Have fun out there. Enjoy yourself. It seems like you've deserved it. All right, guys. Now on to one of our favorite segments called What You've Been Playing. But scratch that. Have you guys have, have you guys have you guys seen this? Twisted Metal? The new explicit trailer ahead of this month's release. Let me read oh, yeah. a little bit about it. Starring Anthony Mackie, uh, the show will begin streaming in the U.S. on July 27th with episodes running for 30 minutes. Twisted Metal is an original take on PlayStation's vehicular combat series uh, executively produced by uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wenrick, writers of Deadpool films and Zombieland. Michael Jonathan Smith, who wrote and produced Cobra Kai, wrote and executive produced the show as well. According to Peacock's synopsis, the series follows a motor mouth outsider offered a chance at a better life, but only if he could successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a badass axe-wielding car thief, he'll face a savage marauder's driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open world, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. Ooh-wee. 
Sam, I'm not ashamed. I saw this trailer. I've been skeptical since day one. I was open. I, I like the scene that we saw from the Summer's Game Fest thing, but I got to be honest. I know this Peacock. I know like the production's not going to be Last of Us level. No way. <laughs> but uh, I kind of saw, I liked what I saw there. I saw a lot of comedians that I like absolutely love, like Jason Mansukis is in it. And I'm like, and I'm in. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I want to know what your thoughts are, man. Watching the trailer. How'd you come uh, away feeling? I mean, it's way better than, in my opinion, what we saw earlier with the clip that was, I think people were going into it expecting it to be more twisted metal than it was, which what that is, nebulous idea. You know, yes. like everybody's got their own unique what is twisted metal? Yeah. Um, you know, I think some people were going in looking for Mad Max with Sweet Tooth in it, and it's no, not no, going to no. be that. No. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be lighthearted. They're going to keep it light. Um, my only question is, can we reverse engineer this to ultimately make a new twisted metal game? Can, can we all go watch the Peacock TV show? And at that point, the numbers will then convince the bean counters at Sony to say, okay, now we green light the reboot. I think that is what I'm hoping out of this. Yeah. But um, but in all seriousness, the TV show looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. It, it, and, and you're <laughs> right. I, I love it. It's like, it is nebulous. Like, I know people are like, this isn't Twisted Metal Black. And I'm like, I y'all played Twisted Metal for the story? I played it for the multiplayer and like cursing out my cousin Carlos. Like, that's all I was doing. And like, I wasn't paying attention. I know Kyle is very much in the vein of like, I love the story behind Twisted Metal. For me, it's like, nah, dude, I'm like giant wheel man with two giant guns. Like, it's goofy. It's stupid. And I love it. Uh, and I love that this Twisted Metal show isn't taking itself seriously. Like, what, what like, uh, uh, like, um, uh, Will Arnett, like, cuts a man's head off. And, and one guy's just, like, cheering on. Like, I've never seen someone do that before. That's, like, awesome. Like, like stupid shit like that. I love it. Or like where they're, they're having like a, 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 a like an old fashioned Western standoff and they try to shoot their guns and they don't go off. He's like, Oh, this is embarrassing. This never happens. Like funny. Um, so I, I love the writers associated to this. I love the comedians that are a part of it. And it's even getting people that like, you know, my best friend, Amy, who is not a twisted metal stand by any means gone. Oh shit. Okay. I'll watch this. There's a lot of familiar faces here. Stephanie Beatrice respectfully yeah. respectfully respectfully but even her she was just like yeah respectfully separately beatrice is in it i'm in it like I, uh, yeah let's go let's watch it so baron i want to know your thoughts man watching this series here yeah i'm hyped because i don't yeah. know how they were gonna do the whole because wasn't it like the whole point of the twisted metal thing to get a wish from like the gods so you can yeah kind of do anything you want i don't know how they were gonna take that and make it into something and resell it like 20 years later. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, Damn, am I aging myself? Has it been 20 years? Dude, it's it, been it, 20 I years. I think it has been, yeah. Let's not say it out loud. Let's not say it out loud. Oh, man. My okay. heart sinks when you say it, you know, and my Eesh. back hurts as well. <laughs> right? As I'm sitting here on my cushions and got all my pillows. and But no, um, I, I'm hyped. This is going to be fun. All right. Um, is, I wish... I, I wonder if they trolled us with like the non-car trailers, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. then they hit us with the like th no, this is what the show's really going to be, yeah. and they they kind of like hit us with the clickbait, and I was like, oh, we got you. Now you're really here, and you're really hooked. I I, I feel like they YouTubed us. All right, all right, I'm digging it. I I like it. I like it. And of course, Ned Nev Campbell from Scream is in it, and we also stand her as well. Yes. 
by the way, because I just got into Scream, the whole franchise. Love it. Oh. Nev, you're the heroine we deserve. All right. Uh, Helldivers 2 gameplay trailer dropped. There's not much you can like gather from the blog post. It's kind of like a couple of paragraphs. But the gameplay itself, this is a third-person, hectic, just multiplayer cooperative shooter in the same vein of the original Helldivers, which is just like, hey, look at all these enemies on the map. Uh, it's chaotic. It's a whole lot of mayhem. And yeah, your friendly fire's on, so you're going to be blowing your friends apart. It's very star uh, Starship Troopers-esque. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is, again... This, when Sony gets weird, I like it. This is a weird ass game, and I'm kind of all for it. Uh, that being said, I want to know what you guys think of Kevin Ainsworth's question. Hello, handsome gentleman. Ooh, you shouldn't have. Uh, was wondering what you think of the chances of Helldivers Two launching into PlayStation Plus. This would it be? Uh, would it being in PlayStation Plus on console but paid on PC be a bad choice? Sincerely, the nastiest dangly doodle around. All right, Kevin. All right. I don't know if I should have bleeped that. But that said, again, the game looks great. The game looks like cooperative mayhem. Um, but at the same exact time, it's supposed to come out this year. Tox clicking. I, I saw a, a social media post that said 52% of the year is already done. So less than half of the year left. We still don't know a price date. We still don't know the month of its release. I, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm going to go with you, Baron. Should this be something that, hey, maybe in August we drop this in PlayStation Plus? Or do you feel like Sony, th this is a game ample for Sony to kind of experiment with price tag, where it's like, hey, no, this is like a $30 game, like the original. What do you think? That would definitely be a big positive. Um, and I feel like you should always throw a lower price tag on a game, your uh, IP you're nervous about, especially sure. if it's not a clear as day AAA. Like, of course, you wouldn't have did that with Horizon, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. But with Helldivers 2, you do that. You hit it with a double-A special. You throw it out there for $49.99 um, and or you add it into your uh, your subscription service and you let it build and you let it get that that fandom and that fun behind it and the, you get a couple streamers really behind it. Yeah. You get, like, you, you let it, you know, you let it bloom. And I think if you go in and you charge 70 bucks for it, Unless you're you're hitting returnal type status, which right. I don't think it will, you're really rolling the dice and dice, and you're risking killing it before it even gets a chance. Yeah. yeah, this game has been in development for a minute now. I mean, this thing was leaked back in the Nvidia leaks like a year or two ago. Like it's it's been out for a while, and rumor has it it's been finished for a minute now. Uh. You know, Sam, I, I turn this over to you. What do you think? Because, yeah, Baron's right. This isn't like a AAA size game here, uh, or development, rather. Um, where do you think this game should fall uh, price-wise? Or just throw it into Plus? Uh, I don't think that they'll necessarily throw it into Plus just because it doesn't feel like the Sony way right now. Like, yeah. they're talking about not doing day one drops. And, you know, as far as Helldivers itself goes, 
I would kind of categorize this as not quite on the bar of returnal. Like it's not quite up to that level, but it's like on that remnant two level where, mm-hmm. you know, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, it's like a, a polished double a, like a really good, almost triple a. Oh, Baron, Baron. Okay. You're like, yeah. I'm about to remnant two is remnant. Remnant two will be gold. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. I'm with yeah. you there. And, and yeah. so I feel like Helldivers 2 is like taking that same energy to where when I saw this during the showcase or, um, you know, the official name, whatever they call them, um, when I saw this, I was like, that could be a system seller for me. That's one that I want to play when I get a PS5. Um, and so I feel like price point, I could see this. I feel like 40 is right on the money with where yeah. this needs to be. Um, and as far as like, should it be, uh, you know, uh, on PlayStation plus on console, obviously as a game pass fan, more things and services, the better, um, putting it paid on PC, would it be a bad choice to Kevin's question? I don't think so because Mm -hmm. PC players have a different expectation right now. They don't have that PlayStation plus or game pass ultimate expectation that they need to have met, um, to where people that are going to play Helldivers are going to play it and they're going to be happy to throw 40 bucks at it. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think PlayStation's probably put a a, a bit of money into this project. They didn't want to see it uh, hit. So yeah, I, I don't think PlayStation Plus is around. I think PlayStation looks at something like um, Destruction All Stars. Right, that game came out and first it was seventy bucks, then it was like free. Now it's like, well, there's a battle pass, maybe sort of, kind of. It's twenty bucks now. Well, the game's already dead. Right, like it's one of those those things where they want to get the messaging right. I think the first time on it, uh, with Helldivers not being the the biggest thing uh, or the biggest name, um, I I think p- putting this at like a fifty dollar price range is probably the best bet. What do you think, Baron? I'll, this game will live and die based on how much marketing they yeah. put behind it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that that's the true because we've seen it. I mean, look at Days Gone, right. People complained about it, but then now people love it. Yeah. Um, and I I think with this, it's it's a marketing thing. If you could get enough ads out there, if you could really, you don't have to do a showcase behind it. If you can just put a yeah. video out, um, that's I, I think that's how you get this really moving. Yeah, I and and you hit something there. I I think of like the Predator game. You know, you're like, oh shit, pr- pr- like. PlayStation's making a Predator game. Oh, Ilphonic. Oh, this is awesome. And then like three months later, it's like kind of, it's dead as disco. It, it also reminds me of a lot of like those awesome, like little asymmetrical horror games, right? Like you got like, you know, Friday the 13th and then all of a sudden a year later dead, right? So I, I think price is going to matter here and expectation from Sony is going to matter here. I think you could put some incentives into PlayStation Plus like you already do with games like Fortnite. Like maybe you put a skin in there or something for PlayStation plus members uh, or extra members, but like, or even just giving them a free trial to try out the game, I think is a strong advocate for that, for that game as well. You get eyes on it uh, without necessarily having to uh, put it day one, but listen, PlayStation has done day and date games. This would be, I think the first though, PlayStation first party game. And hopefully it succeeds because Arrowhead, um, very talented studio, and maybe this is kind of the litmus test for them too. Again, the acquisitions I like, you know, join the PlayStation family. That's so knock on wood. All right, y'all. It's time. Are you guys holding on to something by any chance? Like anything? Like, is there like an object nearby that you can hold on? Okay. You got your mic, Baron. What are you holding on to? Oh, okay. Apple. Uh, no, I'll, I'll be on. I'll be on brand. 
There you go. Yeah, Beyond Baron, for the love of God. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, Dual Sense for everybody out there. That's right. You were gonna grab an Xbox controller. I was gonna say this man's fired, but oh, I got it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll oh, hold on get to this. Use. All right, yeah, get Sam see. out. What was I thinking? <laughs> this week's episode. This is off the rails. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. July eleventh. Rain World downpour on PS5, PS4. The Valiant on PS5 and PS4. July 12th. Oh, God damn it. Every week there's one. And then Kyle would be here. Guys, you think Mordell. you can help me pronunciate this? Mordow? Mordow. Yeah, I would yes. go with that. Mordow. I, yeah. Baron said it with so much confidence in Guso. I, I believe it. him. Like. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I believe I know. I believe it. Oxenfree 2. Lost Signals on PS5 and PS4. Hearing good things about it. Sea Horizon on PS5. On July 13th, Altair Marie remake, The Alchemist of Salzburg, a PS5, PS4. I'm sorry for everybody I've offended in Salzburg. Uh, Ed Dash Zero, Zombie Uprising on PS5. Gravity Circus, Circuit on PS5, PS4. N- uh, Narkara, Blade Point on PS5. This was the Xbox uh, exclusive Naraka. for a bit, right? Baraka. It's like a fighter battle royale, right? That's yeah. it. Baraka is the Mortal Kombat guy. Yeah, Naraka this is Naraka. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing great though. You're doing yeah, great. You're doing great. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, just doing great. Just f-ing up every word. Yeah, okay. Uh, Naraka, play point. <laughs> What's wrong go. with me? Operation Wolf returns. First mission VR on PSVR two, and then on July fourteenth, Exo Primal on PS five PS four that offers cross play, but at launch not cross party play, which is a big bummer. Which means I won't be picking this up on PlayStation. I'll probably be playing on Game Pass. Yeah, Baron. Yeah, I said that right. <laughs> Your face is priceless here. <laughs> I don't know How does that even happen? Yeah, it sounds like a, a Sony thing. Huh? No, I, I, it sounds like a Capcom <laughs> thing. I'll be real. I tried their their Capcom ID thing. It reminds oh. me of something. Mm. It reminds me like PS3 level of like what? What are we? Do? Remember like when you couldn't change your name on PS3? Ooh. It's like that. Oh, I remember. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all too well. Uh, so yeah, no, not great, not great. That said, uh, here are your PlayStation Plus extra and premium games revealed today. And they will be, or these 18 titles will hit the service on Tuesday, July 18th. Uh, Members will gain access to It Takes Two on PS5, PS4, Sniper Elite 5 on PS5, PS4, SnowRunner on PS5, PS4, World War Z on PS5, PS4. Oh my God, such a great game, guys. Go play it. (laughs) Go. Uh, The Ascent, not so great from what I hear, but you know what? I'm going to give it a chance because I'll have Cyberpunk on PS5, PS4, Undertale on PS4, SpongeBob SquarePants, but the Battle for Bikini bomb Bottom Rehydrated on PS4, Melty Blood Type Lumia on PS4. Oh, it's not even Type 0 or Type B or Type A. It's Lumia. All right. That's that's, that's questionable. That's questionable blood. I would not go to a blood mm-hmm. blank with that blood. Uh, mm-hmm. Dismantle on PS5, PS4, Circus Electric on PS4, Dynasty Warriors 9. That When I do like the question mark, it is a legit. I don't think I nailed it. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 on PS4, Samurai Warriors 5 on PS4, My Little Pony, Maritime Bay Adventure on PS5, PS4, Fast and the Furious, Spy Racers, Rise of Shifter on PS5, 
PS4. All right. This is where Kyle usually will highlight the game, right? And be like, what is this? Because I need to. <laughs> we need to do research. I need to know this. And I need to research. Who's the shifter? What's I just like about? how it's SH1FT3R. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and then I'm thinking about like the SEO guy that's trying to market <laughs> oh, this game. And he's like, you want to call it what? You want to call it? N- yeah. Okay. All right. All right, then. <laughs> They could have tore up SEO with just spelling shifter. Yeah. Because oh there's nothing Ugh. out there that's called Rise of Shifter. Like, they could have yep. totally ate up the internet. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, Monster Jam Steel Titans on PS4. And for premium of July, Gravity Crash Portable on PSP. Twisted Metal PS1. Let's go. Twisted Metal 2 on PS1. That's my jam. And I will f- destroy anyone in twisted metal 2 i will send y'all to the grave i know the bleep button doesn't work anymore for some reason but i hope that was perfect yeah that was perfect yeah did did you hear the bleeps did you hear the yeah yeah oh look at that technology worked on my uh on my side today okay green gorilla gamer writes sub boys so kind of sucks microsoft won in court eh Oh, so it's all salty. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Moving on. This month's extra and premium titles have been announced. And when it comes to premium, we're getting Twisted Metal 1 and 2 as a promo thing for the new series. Shall we predict that August Essentials games will be a Gran Turismo related thing? After a year of having these new tiers for PS Plus, I would like to know, what are your top five picks from extra and premium that are that everyone should play and they cannot be sony published games oh that's too hard dude that's too that's too difficult i would say this i i have to because kyle's not here so you know i i got i gotta edit the question a little bit green gorilla with respect out of this out of all the games here that aren't twisted metal or, or Gravity Crash Portable. What is the one game that excites you the most in this list? Baron, what say you good, sir? What's the game that uh, piques your interest? If I'm not mistaken, Dismantle, I believe that's a zombie apocalypse type survival, top-down Ooh. survival game that I've seen on PC and I've been seeing it for a while. If it's the game I think it is. Okay, um, let me see. And uh, I would say Dismantle. It is a game you're uh, thinking yeah then because de- i've been wanting to play it uh i just haven't want, like spent the money on steam but yeah i, I definitely that is a game I've, I've been looking at for a while yeah that actually looks really cool yeah doesn't it look like old school fallout yeah it does look old yeah. school fallout's a perfect way of of, of phrasing it yeah, yeah that looks dope yeah all so right just it, it most people probably wouldn't have thought that one but definitely go yeah. check out dismantle yeah absolutely that could be a day one also on the service as well because i've not seen that up until this point all right sam what say you good sir out of all the games here why is it my little pony maritime bear bay adventure for you i'm glad you asked no i'm just kidding (laughs) um so like i'm a weird guy i like old games and i like that kind of um preservation element of it and so while you were reading off the list i was actually googling gravity crash portable and i love the fact that one of the top thumbnails that pops up is the reveal trailer of it being on a psp go um, and so wow. the idea of being able to to play that on a modern console like a PS5 um, through emulation and, and how all that stuff works uh, sounds really exciting. So yeah. uh, I would probably pick the Gravity Crash Portable. 
and honestly, I, it looks like a, like a like an asteroids level. Like, yeah, it looks sick. Looks I love that kind of thing. Yeah, it looks yeah. neat. It looks real neato. Out of all the games here, again, I think World War Z is the game that y'all need to play. It's a really fun double A multiplayer game, and it's one of those things where it's like. I think the one thing that that sucks about zombies now is it's so intricate and you got to solve all these puzzles. Like, how about I just enter a room and I just blow a whole bunch of shit up? Like, okay. that's what I want. And that's what World War Z is. It's just like, hey, here are these waves, hordes of just undead. Um, you know, you have time to plan up some defenses, but good luck and just have fun. <laughs> and uh yeah. World War Z is a ton of fun, and I think y'all need to play it. And I love the success that that game has continued to see. So good on it. And as a note, it's it's also got similar tech to Day is Gone as well, where yeah. there are these big zombie hordes, but they're also, it's not you're just shooting a big blob. There are individual zombies you've got to aim for and shoot and mm-hmm. aim for the head and mm-hmm. stuff. So that exactly. tech in it's really cool. Yeah, it's real good. It's real good. Ghetto Barry writes, Good evening, finer gentlemen, and even finer guests. Hello. It Takes Two has been announced as part of the PlayStation Plus Extra lineup, but what other great co-op or couch games do you recommend? My delicious partner and I, oh my God, it was Hannibal Lecter vibes going on here. Get I'm getting scared. I'm getting scared. I'm getting scared. Uh, are currently playing Haven and are completely in love with the game. I hear nothing but great things about the game. Anyway, uh, but we are always looking for our next game to play together. So what say you? Love in the pod, as always, take, uh, as always, uh, enjoy your rest. Totally pip. Yeah, uh, thank you, Ghetto Barry. And I bet Kyle does appreciate the good break. That said, you know what? When he's like, delicious partner, maybe he's the bear. You know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not here. I'm not here to judge Barry. I'm not here to judge. Um, what's a good co-op game, y'all, that you just like to just like to play together with? Like, like what what is that game? For me, it's Sea of Thieves. Everybody knows it. Um, I don't shy away from how many hours I have close to nine hundred with Luke Snore uh and, and the crew over there. I love Sea of Thieves. It's it's just a, a fun time. So uh, Baron, what's that you, man? What's a good co-op game? Uh, I, I'm i the worst person to ask for this. Um, but tisk tisk tisk. I'm I think I'm struggling because the idea of couch co-op just seems so distant. Oh, couch but, co-op. Yeah, that does see. Oh, now that. He's, you know. But but no, outward. Um, I believe outward is on PlayStation. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go play outward. It is a very difficult rpg it is not an easy experience at all it visually it looks like fable but it plays closer to dark souls and um but but there is split screen co-op and if you'll you'll probably be very mad at your your partner or your friend uh so but hey bonding dude play shredder's revenge if if you really love them you can't go wrong with a nice beat-em-up no, yeah, really, you really, really can't. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know that on my end, um, like my girlfriend is way better of a gamer than I'll ever be. She's really, oh, really? into the hardcore RPGs and, and oh, things wow. like that. And so she's, she's always been super into Diablo. Um, no and voice. so I would recommend if you want something that's more of like a finite experience, Diablo three would probably mm. be the way to go because there's kind of like you, you finish it versus yeah. Diablo four where it's a new life for you. Congratulations. You now <laughs> just have a new job. Yeah. Um, but and I, I love it, it also here. works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, uh, both work flawlessly with split screen multiplayer. It feels great to play, um, especially if you've got a bigger TV. But um, but yeah, so the Diablo three and four uh, Wombo Combo would probably be my picks. All right, all right, I love it, I love it. Okay, that's it. Some person's like, y'all looking at chat. Listen, y'all, I'm a one man show tonight, man. It's it's crazy here. I I'm really I'm pretty like proud that I'm holding it down. I feel like pretty well. Like, I feel like I'm doing good. I don't like to do my own work. You're doing great. Right, I would agree. All right, boys. I forgot to key in on this, okay? Because this is our last segment, sad, but also our favorite one here. And it's called the Sony Pony Express. But when I say and Sony Pony Express, we all have to go, yeah, it'll really drown it out. All right? Okay. Ready? So it's time for our favorite segment, the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. When, 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 oh, we got oh. guns going now? That's right. That's right. Six shooters. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, usually it's like we try it out. We don't know how long. So it's just because how, how good Kyle and I are in sync with each other. We somehow ah. end it at the same time. It's nice. really wild. We don't plan Impressive. it out. It really nice. is. That's, how, that's how, how cohesive of a unit we are. All right. Cowboy Danger D writes, question for the Sony Pony Express. It's been a while since I wrote in. I just wanted to, I just finished Control. Amazing game, by the way. And while the gameplay and story was absolutely top notch for me, one of the most surprising features I had fun with was the photo mode. The atmosphere, the facial expressions, the environments all lead to some amazing photo mode opportunities. The same could be said for my favorite game of all time, God bless you, God boy, Danger D. God bless you, sir. Your whole family, your next kin, all of them. Ghost of Tsushima. So my question is simple. What are some of your favorite games to spend time in photo mode? As always, shiny side up. Love you guys. That's a big 10-4. That's me beeping the truck horn because he's a truck. Hey, road war. Uh, Appreciate you. That's right. That's right. Baron, I go to you, sir. No man's What guy. is you? Oh, just simple. Just nothing else. It's my background currently on my Xbox. Uh, you love it? It's, yeah. Oh, dude. Are you serious? It was why I bought mm-hmm. a PS4. That's awesome. I love yeah. to hear it. And have yeah. you been like a day one stand of like, I don't understand what everybody's yelling, hooting, hollering about? Yeah. Uh, 100%. Like, <laughs> I, I've, I got That's the collector's awesome. edition. I don't have the one with the ship. Yeah. But I do have the collector's the, edition the for the book. PS4. Yeah, uh, and with the art book, and um, I bought it. I'm getting ready to buy it on the Switch just to have the Nintendo physical. I didn't even know it's coming to the Switch. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So you must be excited for this little game right here. You have no idea. I'm Put trying to myself and act normal. I've, I've been acting. I've been trying my best to be normal and not a complete yeah. weirdo online. Yeah. Uh, it's get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm excited for y'all. I'm excited for y'all. I'm not like a big space guy. I know I love Star Wars, all that. I love Mass Effect, but like you have to have a good, strong fantasy element. If you're giving me like it's the Martian type stuff, it's like that shit freaks me out. The vacuum is space terrifies me mm. have you ever laid in bed at night and you're just like hey you know at any moment the sun could turn off and i could just die instantly or they like yeah. somehow the atmosphere just breaks and i just get sucked up into space you guys ever think about that oh yeah occasionally yeah okay i'm not alone <laughs> sam what about you man do you also kind of contemplate the end or are you thinking about uh photo mode right now what's your favorite game in photo i mean why not both man you know That's let's fine. do it both at the same time um so I love photo mode in games and I love just kind of sharing the experience, especially on social media. Like I'll share to Twitter, Instagram or whatever. Um, but the one that comes to mind recently for me is Ghostwire Tokyo. It's oh. got a lot of nice uh, cityscapes, a lot of good shots there. I like, um, I like the kind of synth wave isn't the right word, but like whatever mm-hmm. that Tokyo aesthetic is. Um, it's just got a lot of nice blues and pinks, some nice reflections in the puddles and things yeah. on the streets. So um, I, I love a good reflection. Delicious. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm a big uh, Ghostwire Tokyo photo mode guy. God forbid you see a, a ray trace reflection. You're losing it. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Last time I got that excited, I saw that bear from Baldur's Gate 3 and it was <laughs> just over. It was you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Broke the Internet. How many times can I like this? <laughs> Yeah, the revenant gets accounts just going through. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, for me, I love photo mode in any game. I actually get pissed off. Uh, here's my beef of Final Fantasy 16 right now. Not a good photo mode. Too bare bones, dude. Right? Too bare bones. If it's just like, hey, take a screenshot, you could tilt it up and down. Give give me something. Give me expressions. I love where it's like, hey, this character is doing a pose. This per like like. I think of three games off the top of my mind that do photo mode great. Ghost of Tsushima is the best at photo mode. The frames, the poses, the blood animations that you could put on Jin, stellar, right? I think of Cyberpunk, the way that you could position V, uh, you go, okay, I like where what this angle I have, but V should be moved up a bit, and you can actually manipulate it as such. Yeah, chef's kiss uh, and then I think of Spider-Man as well again all the just poses that, that you're able to get Spider-Man to do there's just always something about just capturing I mean photo mode is this inherent to Spider-Man right like like where's my pictures of Spider-Man like exactly yeah, yeah. it's just it, it always it's so good Insomniac just has some phenomenal photo mode so I think those would be my top three and if I think of my like camera roll right now um it, it would probably be loaded with ghost of Tsushima, cyberpunk and spider-man in that old order so yeah that's a big 1040 you danger d bertos maximus writes good evening gents this here is a question for the sony pony express yeah don't worry you guys don't have to yell every time yeehaw i <laughs> I like the aggression. I like the, I like, the raw I like power. That like, <laughs> if you had to do a weekend of a retro gaming, uh, sorry, a weekend of retro gaming, which console would you pick up and which game? Mine would be a PlayStation 1 and the game would be Pandemonium. As always, stay safe. Keep bringing us the best podcast around. One of your many friends from across the pond. A toodly pip to you too, sir. Uh, if I had to bring any retro gaming 
thing with me. What, what, what would you say, Baron? You're chomping. Oh, easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nintendo 64, Order Battle 64. Fuck easy. yeah. I got that uh, like set up right now to where all I got to do is plug it into my old CRT TV that I got God from bless. GameStop. Like, God it, bless. That's all I got to do is plug that bad boy in and it's ready yeah. to go. What about you, Sam? I mean, like, yeah, hold on, hold on. Wait, okay. Oh, Sam's getting something. Bring out the out of frame. Yeah. The original oh, Xbox yeah. is already hooked up. I knew oh. it. it. It's ready to rock. Halo uh, much 2 like ride you, that Baron. tank across the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I went to GameStop or I went to Goodwill a couple of weeks ago. I got $10 CRT TV and then I got uh-huh. a, uh, I got an original Xbox because I have a stack of games that I just don't have the console for. Um, and so I have this ready. So you're talking about a potential weekend of retro gaming. What you mean is like this Saturday, because yeah. this is just my life at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let me bring out this bad boy. Again, Ooh, I know this is Duke, a PlayStation show, but uh, the original Duke controller, we still have this here. This one's kind of busted and it's sticky for some reason. Oh, <laughs> don't know what that's all about. It's used. Um, <laughs> we've been we've been in a <laughs> I like shaking my hand like get that away from me <laughs> funny enough this question comes across as my brother and i are getting a big kick into retro gaming my brother especially he's we we have um like the limited edition like special neon green game boy pocket that goes for a pretty penny like we um we're just breaking stuff up from the basement so like my brother found our old genesis uh we found the old xbox uh we're still on the hunt for the old playstation 2 i got my ps3 behind me i love collecting the consoles a lot i don't know there's just something about it just have it's they're more like statues at this point to me um but i've been in this huge retro kick just going to retro stores on the weekend just going Oh, I remember this and having those like memories. But Same. if I had to pick one console for a weekend, just a weekend, dude, I'm going N64 and I'm going Mario 64. You can't Ooh. defeat a classic. And Mario 64 still to me holds up so well that I, I just love it. But we also are framing it in a way that says that the 360 and PS3 aren't retro. And they are. And they are. And that yeah. hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. the back pain we were talking about earlier, Baron? Yeah. They are totally right. That it's Sam tough, doesn't man. have yet? I like that. Uh, I got knee pain. We're getting okay. there. We're, <laughs> we're moving on up. I did not pick a game, though. I have to do a Need for Speed oh, yes. Underground 2. Yes. Um, yeah. So if we're, if we're picking yes. consoles and games, I was playing this last weekend. Underground 2 still holds up wonderfully well. So oh, that's yeah. my pick. Oh, yeah. Chef's kiss. Uh, Need for Underground. This whole series. I remember also the ones on like PSP. Excellent, excellent. All right. Stories. Una writes in with the last question of the night. Hey guys, hope you three are doing well. We're doing fantastic. So after I finished my session of GTA Four last night, which I should be beating by tomorrow, I saw that only 5.2% of players have beaten the game on the Steam version, that is. So my question this week is that what are one of your favorite games that has a low percentage of players that have beaten it? And why do you think it's that low? That's interesting. I usually look at the completed rate while I'm like going for the platinum because to me, it's like a good gauge seeing how many people have actually beaten the game, but then going to see it's kind of like along the way of like how many people have platinumed the game to see how achievable it, it, it actually is. Um, 
so like the ones that come to mind that like are the easy ones are like any from software game like you're you're talking you know your your uh sekiro's you're, you're talking your dark souls but to me i'm actually still surprised how low the diablo completion rate is and i'm thinking it's hopefully because people are just getting lost into how large that game actually is but usually it's i'm just surprised how low the completion rate already is for video games so oh, yeah, it, most like, people don't beat their games that's nah, wild man it's wild that said, I'm still needing to go back to Final Fantasy 16. I still need to find the time. Hopefully, that's tomorrow. But like, yeah, that might be one I have to let go to the side because we got to do near for for Patreon. But I don't know. I don't know. What say you, Sam? What's a game that's on your 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 your? your sorry, no, a game that you beat. I was gonna say shelf of shame. Uh, a game that you beat that has a low percentage rate. Yeah, say I mean, two that come to mind recently that um, yeah, they're. On Xbox, we have like the rare achievements, but they pop so frequently, it's, like they really need to really. up the. Yeah, it's not really rare, but two that um, do. How come do you to feel about me, having the lesser achievement thing? You know, like. Uh, <sighs> I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I like having the number, <laughs> like the the number of uh, the yeah. points system, yeah. but I, I just like the dopamine hit of earning something yeah, in general. Especially yeah. when you hear that so, diamond go off. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but, but the two that come to mind, three, right? A three or what is a this? seven? What are you talking? About? Like like a seven? Oh god! Score. Yeah, hit me with the odd numbers, please. Let's just do it in increments of five. But <laughs> the two games that come to mind for me are um, Shadow Warrior Three that launched. I can't remember yes. if it was late last year, or early this yep. year. Yeah. But um, super solid game. Like if people enjoy Doom or that kind of thing, it takes all of the humor from Shadow Warrior One and Two. Three is just that on steroids. Um, so that was one that not a lot of people finished. And then recently, um, Metal Hellsinger. I wrapped yes. up Metal Hellsinger and it was like super solid rhythm. Once again, Doom style game, just because that's what I'm kind of into. Uh, and like, you know, I think it was like a little over 5% of people had actually finished the final boss and it's Ooh. not super tough. Um, but I think that speaks to maybe that that uh, indie slash double A level, um, you know, completion rate more than anything. But those are my two picks. Yeah. What say you, Baron? What's a game that you love so much yet so little have beaten? Um it's uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm just going off the fact of how difficult the game was, because I know for me, I put mad hours into it and I never beat it myself. <laughs> oh, um, OK. Dragon's Dogma Darker isn't. Oh, um, good. That, pick. And then there was a game out there. Um, I know it's super niche, but Massive Chalice. OK. Uh, yeah. Massive Chalice. Um it introduced a lineage system that I wish would make it into more open world games, even though this was not an open world game, but it would just add that much more to it. But yeah, that's another game. Right. It, it was clo- It's more like XCOM than anything else. Yeah. XCOM would be another one. Holy shit. That game's amazing. How many yeah. people have actually beaten it? The, the aliens always goddamn win, you know, man, man. Yeah. That said, guys, that's going to close it out for us here on the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players or the players. And I want to thank y'all, uh, both of y'all, because, listen, you're you're more of the Xbox-oriented folk. And I hope what we did tonight was offer a different perspective on a conversation that maybe you guys have been hearing at nausea you know, when it comes to the, the ABK stuff. I wanted to approach it differently, and I feel like we really achieved it here. Um, 
you know, I, I've heard a lot of people going, eh, I'm, I, I take it with pride. We haven't talked about this. I'm like, really? Because I feel like you're, you're not doing your job if you're not. You know, when we're talking about podcasts, we're talking about the, the things that, you know, affect us as gamers. You have to talk about the thing, even if 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 it may be like medicine. I feel like if if, if it feels like medicine, you're probably approaching it the wrong way. And the one thing that I wanted to stress this too before we talked about it as well, and I kind of failed to, was that I think at the end of the day, what we're tired of is the social media amplification of things. Um, you know, th- something has to live, something has to die, something has to win, something has to lose. And what I hope we offer tonight was there's this kind of shade of gray, this gray area that is actually where the truth lies. And we're all going to find our way there. We're just going to get there differently. So I want to thank my two guests here who did just stellar. I want to first shout out Baron. Baron, where can people find you? Where can people find your content? Take it away, good sir. Yes, uh, you can find me over at LV1Gaming.com. You can read some of my great in my opinion you know well-written articles um hell yes and then you can find all you know i'm podcasting and live streaming under youtube.com forward slash lv1 gaming 20 um and on twitter you know everywhere i want you to find me baron j67 or lv1 gaming all right all right and thank you so much for coming on man i really appreciate your perspective a ton online so i needed to to bring you in here uh to to share with the rest of us because again like this podcast it's not like a lot of others out there we really do love to have the well-rounded conversations that you absolutely killed crushed it today thank you so much for coming on sam where can people find your amazing work work good sir you can find me on uh, YouTube at Jampack Sam, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the socials at Jampack Sam. And uh, I have the Jampack Report that I do on Sundays. I'm also the new co host on Project X Talk, uh, an Xbox podcast. So if you PlayStation people uh, want a taste of the green side of life, then you we can come don't. over it's and join fine us. Here. Where the grass yeah, is it, green. It, 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 let, listen, it's more than fine here. The that's trophy right. room is a warm and welcoming place. That's right. That's uh, but no, I really appreciate uh, you uh, offering the invite to have a nice conversation about, like you said, something that's a big impact on the industry and, and ultimately on players, no matter what you play on. So. Yeah. And, and honestly, Sam, thank you so much, because there was uh, this whole week has been so crazy for me that we had so many scheduling conflicts. And I'm like, I need what I was going to talk about with you on the Patreon show. I was like, it's going to correlate into the main show. I need to bring you on with me in here as well. And I honestly think we don't do like three hosts at the same exact time often, but I truly think we, we nailed it tonight. So listen, y'all may not have been Kyle, but gosh, dang, you, you came close. <laughs> so with that said, you can find me over at Mr. Bad bit on Twitter. You can find me over at Mr. Underscore bad bit on threads. Someone took my name there. And I will see vengeance, and it shall be swift. It shall be furious. You can find this show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter and on threads as well. Same name there. No one took that one. <laughs> you son of a gun, I'll find you. Uh, YouTube.com slash at PS Trophy Room for the video version and on podcast services wherever you find your podcast. The most popular ones being Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google play all those sorts of things i want to thank everybody in the live chat for keeping it civil keeping it kind 
And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, you can find us over at patreon.com slash PS Room. Support the show. It really does help us out. It really does keep the lights on. And now with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. I love you.